welcome. This is the Eastern Influenced Corporate Leader Podcast, hosted by Alana Mae Mitchell, where each episode we tune in to Eastern Wisdom. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to episode two. It's Alana Mae Mitchell here with the Eastern Influenced Corporate Leader Podcast. And before I introduce our guest, who I'm very excited about, I wanted to share with you a little bit about the story of how the podcast arrived. So I have a 13 year, more than 13 years now, experience in financial services, in digital, and also in coaching. And I went to Nepal in 2012, and one of my intentions that I set there was to learn about the Nepali culture. How that came about was I went to Copan Monastery. And would you believe that the very next day, an introduction to Tibetan Buddhism course was on? So I signed up and I did that. And so since then, I've really been playing with meditation and more recently used meditation as a creative force in what I do at work, what I do in my side businesses and it's really just an enjoyable and an enlightening experience so with that i would love to now introduce to you our guest for today which i hope you can tell i'm so excited to be speaking with him and our guest today is dada gunamuktanandana and he is a yogic, yogic monk and a meditation teacher of ananda maga Dada has taught meditation since 1995 on every continent except Antarctica. How I came across Dada was he spoke at a TEDx in 2014 in an enlightening talk on consciousness, the final frontier. And I highly recommend watching that after this podcast. His mission is to teach meditation to as many people as possible. And he has been so generous to gift us with his insights today. Dada, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here with you. Thank you so much. Very happy to talk to you. Sorry? Happy to talk to you. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Um, So, Dada, I'd love for you to connect in with listeners and share what are the things that you would love to them to know about your story? Well, uh, I, I suppose the main thing is that um, because when I got into what I'm doing and I've been doing it for the last 30 years now, just a bit over 30 years now, um, I was looking for a deeper meaning and purpose in life. So that's the main thing that I went from a kind of an existence where I was, um, you know, I felt stuck in um, doing what I was doing and um, feeling that it wasn't really, it wasn't um, really giving me what it, what it, what I really wanted out of life. And I went from that into a, um, a, a, a lifestyle and an existence which is a lot more meaningful and, um, and deep and profound and, and purposeful. Um, it doesn't mean to say you have to give up what you're doing, what, anything that you do. You can, ju- you can find more meaning in it if you practice meditation and you, and you consider life as, as a mission rather than just filling in time until you leave the planet. Sure. And what was that 
was there a light bulb moment that the meaning dropped in or was it a process no. for, to find that? Um, it was a it was a bit of a process because I was brought up in a very kind of um, you know it wasn't a very uh, um, 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 what's the word um, questioning sort of environment it was just kind of you know you hang out with your friends and you go drinking and stuff and partying and that's that's all there is and they uh, my friends weren't at that time weren't very um, spiritually adventurous. So I was kind of um, stuck in that mindset, but then, um, but then, gradually, I, I, I started to think for myself more, and um, and uh, began searching for um, a deeper meaning. So it was a process, and then I got to the point where, um, you know, I dropped out of uni, and then I was, you know, doing a lot of. Um, uh, searching and experimenting, um, I, I wasn't, uh, you know, I, I, I just had the time for myself, I wasn't working or anything and did a lot of reading and, um, and then I got to the point where I thought, okay, I have to do something, I've read enough, I've, I've searched enough, now I have to do something practical, I have to find my path and follow it. So that's what happened. So that, that's a great thing. If that can happen in your life, that's a, that's a good thing. And then you, you can run with that and um, you, can, you can make your life a lot uh, more, a lot more um, meaningful and, and productive. I mean, I, I think that uh, if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have, um, I don't think I would have been, uh, I, would, I don't think I would have utilized my life as much as I, as much as I have in the last 30 years. Mm, sure. Yeah. And it sounds like it, it was a journey. It wasn't just something that immediately happened. You did the searching and then you are on this on this path as well. Um, mm. One of the things that you talk about and the title of your talk, the TED talk was TEDx talk, sorry, um, was consciousness, the final frontier. And so can you tell us a bit more about consciousness and what are the benefits about being more conscious? Yes. Well, According to the yoga philosophy and also according to what I've realized in my meditation practice, what I've experienced and what I feel, what I, not only what I believe intellectually, but what I believe on the basis of uh, my internal feeling and realizations, is that uh, our own consciousness is a part of the infinite consciousness, of the, the cosmic consciousness of the universe. This universe exists in and of consciousness, contrary to what science, many science, or most scientists, at least up till now, will have you believe that consciousness is a product of of the brain cells. Um, but then the question is, where do the brain brain cells come from? You know, where does the matter of the universe come from? It doesn't fit. It doesn't make sense. So, what? What I've realized is that, um, and, and, the, and the yogic, you know, yogis have been teaching this for thousands of years now, and it's gradually converging with scientific belief. Science is now coming around to this now. I talked about this in my TEDx talk. That um, your own consciousness is part of, and not only part of, but one with the infinite consciousness. Like a wave, a wave has its own individual existence, just like our... We, we all have our own individual consciousness, our own individual existence. But just like the wave is also part of the sea, the wave 
the wave has its individual existence, but it's also one with the sea. You can't separate it from the sea. So just, just like the wave, we have our own individual existence, our individual awareness, our individual consciousness. But that individual awareness and individual consciousness is one with the greater consciousness, the greater self, the infinite consciousness of the universe, the cosmic consciousness. You can say God if you want, or, but I prefer to speak in more... Um, uh, uh, you know, I don't, because religion, religious terms have, have a lot of um, um, uh, uh, connotations that we don't necessarily want. So I, I prefer to see it more as the cosmic consciousness, the infinite consciousness, the, the higher self, one's greater self. We all have a feeling of self, of being. Now that if you can expand your feeling of self, of being, to a, a much higher self, a greater self, the inf a feeling of inf infinity, of infinite being, of, of, um, of, uh, of oneness with, um, with something that is far greater than what you currently feel is you, then you will have a much greater feeling of existence and a, a much higher uh, feeling of consciousness and of being. So uh, just like, for example, a river, you know, a river has, has, a, has a particular identity. You can, you can define a river, um, but, when it, but when a river flows into the sea, it, it doesn't lose its individual identity, its finite identity, but rather it merges into the greater identity of the sea. And, and that's the whole concept of, of consciousness and the process of realizing oneself as the greater consciousness, as one's higher self. So we talk about this concept of realization in yoga, meditation in yoga, that we are all on a, a path of self-realization, self-actualization, where, where gradually, of course it's not like fast food, it doesn't happen instantly, but we are all gradually realizing ourselves as the, higher, the, the greatest self, realizing our own consciousness as the infinite consciousness of the universe. Mm. I really want to draw a connection with what you said there, Dada, about the wave, knowing itself as the wave, and then being part of the ocean and the ocean consciousness. And even the river, the, the water in the river is at one point no longer the river mm. and becomes the sea. So the connection that I'm drawing for our listeners here is to that of a person within an organization. So they have their individual consciousness of who they are. And then I'm getting the sense that there would also be a consciousness of the organization that's there for in corporate land. So just pulling my question together, how would one corporate leader in an organization have a more encompassing consciousness for how they show up in their role and in their greater part 
of the organisation? How might they do that? Well, they have to they have to start becoming more uh, less individualistic. That's that's the key. Because the more we live in our own heads, the more we are dissociated, and uh, and 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 the and the and the less we are connected with all others. And the key, uh, not only in the corporate world, of course, but in life in general, is to live with others and to work with others and to cooperate with others rather than rather than uh, fight others and compete with them. Uh, particularly in relation to the corporate world, for example, we're coming to a point in the, in our, the, the evolution of our society, our human society on this planet, where we are realizing that it's not really competition that is going to give us the greatest advantage in life. It's cooperation. In fact, they've, they've found, they've done studies on the human immune system, and they found that cooperation rather than competition actually strengthens the immune system. So I feel that not only in the corporate world, but in life in general, we have to li live more compassionately and cooperatively. And if we can live more compassionately and cooperatively, then it will be better for us individually and also collectively as well. It will be a win-win situation for everybody. Uh, so, say for example, in a particular corporation, there are different uh, people at different levels of management or whatever that are working together. The more, the more their individual intention is for the collective rather than their own individual gain, the better it will be uh, in the long run. Now, of course, if you, if you have more of an individualistic outlook and you're working for, you're working for yourself rather than for the others, you may get some short-term gains, but they will only be short-term gains. They will never be long-term gains. Uh, so selfishness, or competition and selfishness never wins out in the long run. It may, it, may, uh, win, it may win in the short term, but it never wins in the long term. What will win in the, in the, in the long term, and especially this relates to, to um, the well-being of humanity on our planet at the moment, uh, what, will, what, what will really win in the long term is, um, is, uh, is cooperation, is goodwill towards others, a, a positive and, a, and an inclusive intention, and and in a cooperative way of working. I'll give you a I'll give you an example. You know, this really rang true to me when I read it uh, relatively recently. I think it was in the last year or so. That I read that um, there 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 is a theory that um, uh, I, I can't remember where where it came from, but. This person was saying that 
in the USA, you know, they had the civil rights movement in mm-hmm. in the um, in the sixties, and then what happened was people in power, especially white people of privilege and power, what they did was they 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 realized that. Um, uh, I'm talking. I'm talking about the racist people in power in, in 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 America at that time. What they did was they realized that there was the danger of black people becoming, um, you know, g- gaining their rightful place in society as 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 um, you know equal members of society. So they started putting into place in government and in um, legislation uh, laws which keep working class people down right mm. and over the years this evolved into a system where the middle class was obliterated mm. you know and now and so that's impacted the whole of the american society and and, and now you get um, many many people not just black people or other people of disadvantage in the American society, and not only American society, of course, because it's part of capitalism, so it's infected the rest of the world. So, so you get all people that have become disadvantaged that have have to work, you know, not only one job but two jobs just to just to just to make ends meet and things like that. So, the point that I want to make here is that I I really that re- that really rings true. That that's I think that that's what that. That that could be what what could have happened, and uh, and it means that everybody was a loser. So the point I want to make here is that in the long term, if we're going to make a a good society for ourselves as well as all other people, individually and collectively, we have our our intention must be more inclusive and more. Uh, um, compassionate and more um, uh, uh, and more selfless. It, the more our intention is centered on our own individual selves, the less it will be beneficial in the long term, not only for ourselves but the society in general. So, say for example, to answer your question, in a corporation. The more people can can think for the welfare of uh, of the whole, and not only the welfare of the corporation, but the welfare of the society, that they're not there to make a profit, they're there to be a useful body, a corporate body within the society, a useful uh, a, a useful functioning body, whatever they're doing. They're providing a service, they're providing a particular function within the society, and they're there not only for their own individual gain, of course that should also be there to a certain extent, but primarily they're there to make the world a better place for everybody. That's so beautiful. I I love how you touched on compassion and being compassionate and more compassionate. If someone was wanting to step more into compassion in their leadership in a, a corporate organization and have more of the whole view of you know the organization, the society that they're in and creating um, positive impact for people, what are some of the ways that 
someone can tune into their compassion and potentially increase it? Well, the, 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 the best way, of course, is meditation. Because what happens in meditation, and, and yoga in general, yoga is a lifestyle. So, so I'll, I'll just give you a, a brief kind of um, outline of the whole thing. So yoga is not only yoga postures, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole uh, lifestyle, a whole system of life. And it includes um, many different practices that increase one's uh, well-being on, on three different levels, physical, mental and, and spiritual. And the, the core practice of, of a yogic lifestyle is meditation. And what happens in meditation is that, because usually, apart from when we're asleep, uh, when we're awake, we all our attention is directed outwards towards the world. So we're sensing and perceiving and we're, um, we're acting in relation to the things of the world, the, uh, our surroundings, the people around us, the things around us, and the things that we're doing. Meditation means that we try to switch that off. Uh, twice a day, in the morning and the, in the evening, we sit down, close our eyes, and we, rather than looking outwards towards the world, we look inwards towards ourselves. And what that does is, it, uh, it first, first of all, we, it, it, it's good for calming, you know, for, for, for calming the mind and relaxing, and, and, and it's good for focus and memory and creativity and all these kinds of things. But essentially what it does is it brings us in contact and it increases our connection with our inner self. And, 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 and that relates to what I was talking about before. You asked me about consciousness. Our inner self is the higher consciousness that I was talking about before, the, the greater self. The greater self is our inner self. It exists, we exist within it, but it also exists within us, just like the sea exists uh, just like um, a wave exists within the sea, but the sea also exists within the wave. A similar concept. So when you meditate, you, you get more of a connection to your inner self. You become happier because of that, because the, the essence of your inner self, the essence of your inner consciousness, the essence of infinite consciousness is infinite happiness, what we call bliss or anandam. In Sanskrit, the word, Sanskrit word is anandam, bliss. So you increase your individual sense of well-being, but you also increase your sense of belonging and con belonging to the world and connection to everybody else. Because you re the more you do this, the more connected you are internally, the more you realize that you are connected not only to the infinite consciousness within yourself, but everybody and everything else, because everybody and everything else is also part of that infinite consciousness, just like you are. You, the, all the different waves on top of the sea are one with the sea. Now, if, if, if one of those waves doesn't go deep, it will only consider itself, right? But if you, but if you, go, if you go deep, and you see the commonality, you see the connectedness, you see that you, the, 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 the common factor 
is is the sea, then you will realize that the sea is within all waves, and all waves are within the sea. So similarly, the deeper you go within yourself, the more you realize that all are within you, and you and you are within all. You are you are we are all connected, and and therefore and therefore we. The more you do that, the more compassionate you become, because you feel the more the more you feel a sense of self, a sense of identity with everyone else. Of course, you, the more compassionate you're going to be, the more altruistic you're going to be, because you're because you you do things for yourself. If you feel that yourself is your indi individual self, your limited self, you will do things only for your individual limited self. But if you feel that yourself is not only your your own self, but all others, you will do things, for, of course you will do, it's only right that you do things for yourself as well, we have to keep ourselves healthy and happy, but we will also do things for others because we feel a sense of connection, a sense of identity, not only with our small self, but with all others as well. So the essence, the essence is to develop love and, and compassion for others by, by increasing love and compassion for yourself, by going deep within yourself. It's so incredible that, you know, this, this tapping into yourself and the effects that that can have on you and then the effects that it has on other people. Often mm. what we have is that this concept of, you know, um, like helping, like it's good to help and it's also good to ensure that your cup is full before you go and help. Um, and I love what you touched on there about belonging. And I really feel that because in a COVID setting, a lot of people are working from home or their businesses are impacted, so they don't necessarily have that sense of belonging. So I just love to echo that point around connecting in with yourself as a way to feel a greater sense of belonging with the other people that you're working virtually with as well. And as I was talking to one of my colleagues, a lady who I'm coaching, I was speaking with her about this podcast and she said, you know, part of the things that she's seeing in herself is that she's creating a different type of organisation, one that her children will turn up to in maybe 20 years time. So I'm interested, Dada, what would you love to see in the next generation of corporate organizations? What I would like to see is um, less corporations and more cooperatives. <laughs> no. Corporations, okay. Um, well, I should say less corporations as they as they are today and more as they as they should be in the future which is more cooperative now whether you're mm -hmm. going to call something a corporation or, or a co cooperative is another matter actually there is a there is a definition um, a, a, a corporation i suppose is 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 a is a business model where which is owned privately or by shareholders whereas a a cooperative is is a business model which is which is owned by those that work in it 
Yeah. Um, so I would like to see more co. Okay, we 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 may still need co- uh, corporations. I don't know about that, but I believe we need more cooperatives rather than corporations in the future. And I believe we are moving towards that, um, as well as being a student to, and a teacher of, um, of meditation and spiritual practice for the last 30 years. My guru, my, my own uh, teacher, he not only taught spiritual practices and meditation, uh, self-development practices, but he also taught um, a, a, a socio-economic model of the future which is an alternative to both communism and capitalism. And the essence of that model is that um, for, for, the, for, the, for the most beneficial future of humanity on this planet, we, our economics, our, our socio-economics has to become decentralized, Communities have to become self-sufficient and, and businesses have to become predominantly cooperative. That's what he taught and that's what I really sincerely believe will be the future of, um, of our society. That to really... Uh, you know, we can see it now. We've had this, um, this uh, pandemic for the last year and a half now, or whatever it's been. And, and we've seen very clearly that if something like this happens, our current centralized, very capitalistic, uh, corporate model of society is not robust enough to, to uh, sustain different um, uh, shocks in the society like we, we've had recently. It's the, the current uh, global corporate capitalist model is very, very, very fragile because it relies on um, very tenuous links uh, which can easily get disrupted. It's not robust. Mm, absolutely. We've seen that in our global supply chain. Exactly. The, the supply chain. You know, right. Yeah. You think it's, you think it's, um, and even international travel, you think that we can always do right. that. And it's not, it's, it's temporary. It's not exactly. something that's going to always going to be there. And it's not only temporary, but it's very tenuous as well. We've had a, mm. a, a rude wake up call about that in the last year and a half. So the only way we're going to survive, and not only survive, but thrive in the future, is that we need to build up our local self-reliance and self-sufficiency in a cooperative manner. That's what's really going to be the model of the future. And I really believe that. So, uh, So that's what I would... It's not only what I, I believe, but it's, it's what I'd really like to see in the future, um, in the ne- next 20, 10, 20 years. In fact, um, uh, you know, my guru was a, uh, was a there's, there's a lot of evidence. I, 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 um, I didn't actually see him um, uh, in the flesh. I didn't see him physically. 
Um, I learned meditation a year after he, um, he passed away. But uh, I've heard a lot of, a lot of people say that um, there's a lot of evidence that he was omniscient, that he, you know, he, he knew past, present and future. And, and uh, as I said before, he gave this, um, he taught this um, model, socio-economic model for the future of humanity. And back in 1979, uh, he was visiting Switzerland and somebody there asked him, and, and, and this person's daughter, his daughter was about five years old, was standing next to him. And, and he asked uh, our guru, um, when will this new socio-economic model be established? And, and our guru pointed, at, pointed at, at him and said, you won't see it. And then he pointed at his daughter and said, but she will. Right. Oh wow! So she was five back then. Um, I was, I think, I was about twelve back then. Um, so, and now I'm uh, in my late fifties. So I think we got another. You know, you 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 said in the next. You said what 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 would I like to see in the next twenty years? Right. I think yeah. I think I think the next 20, 20, 30 years is the is the kind of time frame that. Um, we'll see not only um, uh, what I'd like to see, but what I, I really believe will, will manifest. A, a, um, a cooperative, compassionate um, uh, economy, which is um, with, with a decentralized economy, which is based on local self-sufficiency and self-reliance, rather than um, dependence on global uh, supply chains and connections that uh, that are not only um, inefficient and 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 exploitative of people in the world's resources but that are also very fragile and vulnerable mm. yeah that's a vision for the future there and that's starting you know starting today we're, we're, because... we're going through it we're going through it now for sure yeah. 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 Just like, just like, wow. um, you know, we we we're going through a kind of a shift in in, in global consciousness, in in the way that that we we, we think and the way that we feel and the way that you know we we are we have been for the last um, so many years, been going through a shift in 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 uh, to, for the better um, the way we do things. We're less. We're becoming less selfish and more selfless. We're becoming less um, uh, individualistic and more collective and, and, and sharing and compassionate and altruistic. And at the same time, we're going through a shift in, uh, in, uh, in social models as well. And we are, I believe we are gradually coming to um, that, that new kind of decentralized, locally self-sufficient cooperative model of, 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 um, of, um, of society and, 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 of, and of business and, and, and the way we, um, the way, and, and economics as well, yeah. Wow, we could have a whole nother conversation on the, the consciousness shifts that are happening. Um, yeah, sure. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> let's. If I already invite, invite you back already. Sure, I'd be happy to, um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're going to soon move into a meditation that Dada is so kind enough to lead us on. It will go for approximately 15 minutes and I'm going to pop myself on mute and in, in meditate 
on this call live. So Dada, before we do that, where can people find out more about you if they're interested in meditation, if they're interested in your views, what you see for the future, where can they find that? Well, uh, you, you could um, you could Facebook, uh, my Facebook and YouTube is both, uh, both uh, Guna Muktananda, um, G-U-N-A-M-U-K-T-A-N-A-N-D-A. So you just need to Google Guna Muktananda or, or, or just Google Dada, Dada TEDx. If you Google Dada TEDx, then you should also get everything like my Facebook page, my YouTube page, my, my website, ConsciousFrontier.org. Um, and through my web, and on my website, you can um, get to my YouTube channel and Facebook also, and you can watch um, hear other podcast interviews and, and videos that I've done. And, um, and, and then also, if you want to learn meditation, you can also get to anandamaga.org. Um, from there as well. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. Lots of places. So cool. I would encourage so... people to do that, to go within and uh, really, you know, of course, as I said before, we, of course, we have to take care of our objective reality. We have to look after ourselves physically, our family, our friends, do something uh, for the community, make the world a better place. We have to do all that. But most important thing for ourselves and also for the society is that we also take time out every day to go within. So that's very important and I would really encourage people to do that. And we have the perfect opportunity right now for people to go within. And so I will take your words on board and I'll pop myself on mute and I'll go within and we'll wrap up after the meditation so people can go about their morning or their afternoon or their evening after the meditation. And so Dada, I would love to extend a huge thank you, deep gratefulness for your time today and sharing your insights. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're you're most welcome. It's been a, a real pleasure to talk to you today. Okay, I'll pop myself so, on you. We'll go into the meditation. Okay, so so now I'll do a um, uh, an introduction to the meditation technique. Uh, you can, if you wish, in the future, go on and 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 learn, uh, go deeper in your practice and learn. Uh, learn a mantra, learn your personal mantra, learn many, many different things, many other things to optimize your meditation. But for now, I will give you an introduction into the whole process. So, first of all, just take a couple of deep breaths, just to calm yourself down. You may have been Uh, running around, um, doing this or that. But now we're going to stop running around and we also want to, as much as possible, make it so that our mind stops running around. So the first thing is for for the breath to be calm and deep. Just take a deep breath or two. And make sure that you're feeling comfortable also, your body is comfortable. 
Preferably not sitting back in an armchair or lying on your bed. Sit up and because if your body is alert, your mind will also be alert. So sitting with your hands in your lap, your back straight, your eyes closed, breathing calm and relaxed through your nose. The more calm and relaxed your breathing is, the more calm and relaxed your mind will be. And just take a moment to center yourself. Feel, focus on your inner self. Feel the center of yourself. And imagine that you are sitting in the most peaceful place that you can imagine. It might be in a beautiful garden, it might be in the middle of the forest, might be on top of a mountain. Pick a place where you where you would feel most at ease, most calm and peaceful. And feel that you are sitting there and that there is nothing that is going to disturb you. Now, as you are sitting there, feel that all around you, you are completely at peace. Feel that you are at peace with yourself and also that you are surrounded by peace. Feel that you are surrounded by peace and happiness. In fact, feel that you are surrounded by endless happiness. As though you are sitting in a sea of infinite happiness.
Feel it all around you. And also feel it within you. Feel that you are bathing in the sea of infinite happiness and that it is suffusing your existence. Feel yourself suffused with that feeling of infinite happiness, of perfect peace and contentment, of bliss. Feel the bliss all around you and feel it within you. Now feel your boundary of self start to dissolve. Feel that your individual self is dissolving into the greater self around you. Feel your own sense of self merging into the endless self surrounding you. Feel that your own sense of well-being, your own sense of contentment, your own sense of fulfilment is expanding out as you merge into the greater sense of well-being, contentment and fulfilment. expanding out as you merge your individual sense of self into the greater self. Feel that your limited sense of fulfillment is merging into the greater sense of fulfillment. of infinite fulfillment. Feel that your own sense of happiness, peace and happiness is merging into 
the greater sense of peace and happiness within which you exist. Feel yourself merging more and more into that greatest sense of self. Feel that your own self is becoming one with the greater self. Continue feeling that. Just check your breathing, that it's still calm and relaxed. Calm and deep. And as you continue to breathe calmly and deeply, continue to feel that you are merging into the infinite self all around you. and that you are becoming one with that infinite self with the bliss within which you exist and continue like that for as long as you like 